You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That lion roaring always gets me. Oh, okay. This is it's big league stuff here. Gets, gets me going, machine. What's going on? Everything all right? You, you, you warm now, machine? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at this soccer score right now. It's football. I apologize, Jimbo. Football score. Um, Netherlands, I had them over Ecuador looking pretty good, one to zero. And then coming up here in just a little while, England and USA. And because of that result earlier today where Wales ended up losing, this game, I don't – I don't think the Americans are going to win this game, right? England's coming in as a minus 210. You can get USA to win this game outright at plus 600. So if you're a believer, put down a couple of bucks because you can get them at 6-1. to one. If they are to win, though, how big would that be with that Wales result earlier today? Essentially, that gets them out and through the group. So if you have a bet on USA getting out of their group, you're looking pretty good either way. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, there's, there's some, actually some pretty cool props you can bet on that USA-England game um, on BetMGM. One of the ones that I like a lot is that both teams are going to score. It's plus money uh, on that right there. And then, of course, if you have the U.S. winning the game, I thought I saw it. It was, over plus, it was like plus 550, the U.S. winning that game money line. It was, it was, it's pretty wild. I mean, England is, is a bit of a monster. The three Lions, it looks like they're trying to get out of that group and make some hay, especially with Wales losing that match. But I'll tell you what, I love the prop bet of both teams scoring in that match. And that gets underway at 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, it's the, you know, flashback of the revolution. I don't, I don't even know how you, how you try to sell that match between the U.S. <laughs> and England. Cue up the Hamilton songs, and then you're all set. There you there. go. But, uh, it, you know, it's, it's always pretty – hey, listen, I, I wish it, – it's true, but obviously remember the World Cup's obviously every four years, but when the U.S. scored a goal against Wales, the announcer said it's their first goal in eight years in a World Cup, and you're like, oh, yeah, it is. That's that's pretty wild, especially after missing uh, the World Cup in, in Russia. So so lots of stuff, lots of upsets, lots going on. Uh, the Netherlands, yeah, up, up 1-0 in the 23rd minute right now. So we'll keep you posted there. But listen, college football continues. More rivalry week going on. You've got the – I can't remember. Is this Was this the Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State? Is that what it's called? Is that, that's is right. Is that the Civil War still? Yeah, that's right. And you've got two top 25 teams. It's always interesting when you've got a rivalry and, you know, one team can wreck another team's season. Number nine, Oregon against 21 Oregon State. It's in Corvallis, 9-2 and two Oregon against the 8-3 and three Beavers. And it's the Ducks laying three on the road with a healthy 59 coming at you there. Yeah, Oregon State's kind of good. 
kind of quietly good, right? Like earlier this year when they played USC, I think they're right on the fringe of a top 25 ranking. When you they just held, said they're ranked, they I had USC to 17 points machine, 17 points. And I, I had to double check and look down and go, is my guy right? Yeah, he is. Oregon State back in the top 25, eight and three, four and one at home. They're going to find themselves in a good bowl game, but I don't know if they've got the firepower to keep up with Oregon. And Oregon, in theory, air quotes, in theory, is still playing for their college football playoff life. Like, I don't really believe that Clemson, Alabama, Tennessee, or Oregon, those are teams seven, eight, nine, and 10, are going to get in. But in theory, with some crazy math and some crazy things happening, all those teams could end up in the college football playoffs. So I think a lot of points, but I think Oregon ultimately ends up winning this game. Yeah, now remember, Oregon averages 40 points a game. But Goodness. that Oregon State defense is ridiculous. It's pretty good. You know, again, we've talked about it. they held USC to 17 points. Oregon right now, they're feeling themselves. They just beat Utah, which, again, I don't know how did we think too much of Utah coming into the season, especially after they lost to Florida. Oregon got them. Oregon trying to get a date with USC in the Pac-12 championship. You've got a healthy Bo Nix. I feel that 59, though, is a little bit of a high number. I know Oregon's got firepower. I know Oregon State's got a good defense. I'm thinking 59 may be a little too high for me. That is a pretty big number. I'm with you there. Like, it is a – what a big weekend it is for a few of these schools out west, as you mentioned, in the Pac-12. Because, yeah, all this conversation about Oregon and Oregon State, and in theory, Oregon could creep in the back door of the college football playoff. And Utah, you know, they're 8-3. and three. USC is the one team, and I mentioned this earlier. I was thinking about since COVID hit, since they changed all the transfer rules and the transfer portal, and now you don't have to sit out a season, and coaches are changing every other couple of years. Has anybody done it better? I'm talking about basketball, football, whatever, since they changed the rules, than USC has done this year. They were such an afterthought a year ago, right? They were not a good football team. They spent most of the season completely unranked. Heading into this year, you could get them at about 40-1 to to win the national championship. And I don't want to say they control their own fate because they don't, right? If the teams ahead of them keep on winning, then there's still a chance that they get kept out in the cold. But you want to give a pat on the back to somebody for doing it the right way? USC has done an unbelievable job with what they've had to work with. Well, and it's funny because when Lincoln Riley leaves to come to USC, you know, I think part of people were like, well, listen, it's LA, there's more money, bigger market, you get, you can get more kids to go to LA, then maybe you can get them to go to Oklahoma. But I think at the same time, people were thinking, really, is this a good move? You're going to go to USC? And talk about from literally one day to the next, Caleb Williams goes over there. He's going to win the Heisman for them at quarterback. I mean, this is this is back to the, this is back to the old days of USC of and the Pete Carroll days. I've never. You're right. I can't think of a team that just turned it around so quick. You hire a head coach, you get the transfer portal, and bam, you're 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 basically knocking on the door of the of the college football playoff. Yeah, nobody's surprised that Southern Cal is good at football. I mean, that's traditionally how it's supposed to be, and college football is better off for it. It's just what they were a year ago. Hell, what they've been since Pete Carroll left compared to what yeah. they are this year where they got the Heisman front runner. They have the National Coach of the Year. I don't know if Lincoln Riley's a front runner, but he's certainly in the conversation, and they're still alive for a college football playoff. All that being said, we were talking about this a minute ago. Here comes Notre Dame. Here comes a Notre Dame team that, was ranked number five heading into the season, 
They get the new head coach in Marcus Freeman. It felt like there was kind of some excitement out there in South Bend. And then quickly there wasn't, right? They lost that first game. Quickly. And they lost to Marshall. Quickly. And then it was like, oh, no, are we ever going to win a game? But since then, when the going got good, it's been really good. Like, they're, they're over the last month and a half, they're not just beating teams. They're beating teams by an average of 17 and a half points per game. So I look at the line. They're on the road against USC with everything in the world to play for. But it is really, really tempting to take those five and a half points. And I got to tell you, man, I'm not going to be surprised. If Notre Dame pulls this off, that's the ultimate spoiler role, right? Like, this is their rival. They can't make the college football playoff themselves, but they can keep USC out of it. Notre Dame has a lot to play for. And I'll tell you what, and on a personal level, from a prop better, what about Caleb Williams? Can he lose the Heisman in this game if he doesn't, if he doesn't perform well? He can certainly reopen the conversation. I would say, but I think that at this point, I'm with you. I think that it's probably Caleb Williams to lose. The, the, the thing about USC is that traditionally, they're probably one of the, I don't know, five, six. No, you can throw Notre Dame in this conversation also when it comes to powerhouses. But the truth is, they haven't been that for a really long time time i mean we see reggie bush in these wendy's commercials and it's like man that guy looks like he's still 23 24 he's not he's not that guy's like in his mid-30s and he's been retired from the nfl for five years and matt liner's been retired from the nfl for seven or eight years that's the last time that we think of usc football it's been a long time since they've been this good so part of me is kind of rooting for them they're that one team like if you ask me just from a fan's perspective who i want to see in that college football playoff Georgia's earned their way. I think Ohio State's better than Michigan, and I think we'll probably find that out tomorrow. I think Michigan keeps it close, but Ohio State wins. USC, I think that the one team that nobody has a whole lot of interest in, unfortunately, is TCU. I think a lot of people are looking at what they did in the Big 12. They look at Texas and go, okay, they're not a powerhouse. They look at Oklahoma this year and go, okay, you beat Oklahoma. They're they're the Cincinnati of last year, right? They're the Cincinnati. It's always got to be one guy that that gets in there that you're like, well – they're that other team where it feels like the public is kind of rooting for chaos to happen because it's fun, but ultimately rooting for something to happen to TCU. Because if TCU's out of it, then that opens a conversation to a lot of teams. Right, right. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think more than anything, I think it opens the door for USC. I think, I think all Absolutely. things being considered, I think USC has a better shot of leapfrogging LSU because, as we mentioned, they, you know, LSU's got a date with Georgia. Unless, unless the, the voters say, well, listen, it's Georgia – uh, and they played them close, uh, I'll take that, you know, as opposed to, you know, a couple of blowouts, you know, that USC, if they go ahead and did it, you know, beat they beat Notre Dame and they blow out uh, Oregon, let's say, in the big in the Pac-12 championship. Although I will say this, Notre Dame-USC growing up in L.A., obviously huge rivalry, and I loved – you mentioned Matt Leinard and Reggie Bush. I saw it I – I think Matt works for Fox, but I, I saw it uh, on yeah. uh, Matt Leinard's social media. They reenacted the Bush – push without Reggie, but they had Leinert, and Leinert was in full gear, the helmet, the shoulder pads. Guy, the guy still fits in a uniform. The guy looked pretty good. I was I was pretty shocked that my lad, I know he's on TV, but my man looked pretty good. Like He looked like he could still play. I can't believe at one point you weren't supposed to do that. Like, remember the Bush push at the end of the game? They're bringing out the rules analyst, and they're like, wait, hold on. 
Did they win? Did they not win? Are you allowed to do this? Now it feels like every single offense at every single level has like incorporated that as one of their plays. I, it's probably a more common fourth down play to see these days. Just get the ball to the quarterback, maybe the running back, and give them the old Bush push. But you're right. See, like it's you get nostalgic when you think about those old USC teams. There are sure. certain teams in college sports that make it better when they're good. When USC is good, college football is better. Yeah, you know, and, and I and I would say the same thing down here with Miami. You need, you know, you need you need heroes and you need villains. And you can for whatever reason why you want to count them as villains, just like the NBA is always better when the Celtics and the Lakers, you know, that that you need you need villains and you need heroes. Same thing in baseball when the Yankees are there, when the Dodgers are there, when the Cardinals are there, when the Red Sox are there, you need those rivalries because at the end of the day, that's what that's what sells, and especially, you know, to try to make regional sports national you need people to care about those regional matchups and 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 i've always appreciated what notre dame has done i've as a kid i always thought notre dame was in the pac 10 or in the pac 12 because they always seem to play they always play stanford and usc i was like what do you always do just come come to the pac 12 i mean that'd be amazing you're right college football is better to your point about miami speaking of the state of florida you got that matchup coming up today, Florida and Florida State. I don't really understand why Florida State's such a big dog. And I get it. Like, Florida's been a little bit disappointing this year. I can't buy into the Seminoles quite yet. Like, am I missing something here? Laying 10 points against a Florida team that you look up and down the numbers, they're actually very similar. I get it. This game is at Florida State. But, man, it's tempting not to take the 10 points with those Gators. And, frankly, now that I look at the money line, J-Rod, plus 280 for two teams that are basically I, I get it their records are different but you really take a fine-tooth comb and look at the rest of the numbers very similar rivalry game I'm talking myself into it plus 280 give me the Gators and here's the thing they I, I feel what having seen some Gator games this year you know and again I've always bet against them um sure. and I think they haven't used Anthony Richardson properly uh, you know, again, there was some talk at the beginning of the year, you know, of Anthony Richardson being a Heisman candidate, you know, uh, the things he can do. And at the beginning of the year, it sure looked like it. And it seemed like they just went away from that. They haven't been using him. So maybe they'll open it up for him today against the against uh, against Florida State, the game being in the swamp in Gainesville. Uh, I, I, I still like Florida State. I think they're they're there for a reason. I think I think Florida is it, it, feeling it but feeling it the wrong way right now. But tell you what, winning in the swamp, I've bet against many teams in the swamp and come up short, but I still like Florida State today. Maybe I got a little bit excited taking them on the money line, but I still like them with the points because when they lose, they don't get blown out necessarily. I mean, Tennessee beat them by five earlier this year. LSU beat them by just a little bit over a touchdown. They, they somehow lost to, to, to Vanderbilt, which I don't really want to talk about since I'm trying to make a pro-Florida point here. They did lose 31-24 to Vandy. It's more of an anti-Florida State point. Like, it feels like sure. people want Florida State to be back. They're almost back, but I need to see a little bit more from that Seminoles team. I'm taking those points with Florida. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. And then to, to wrap it up, uh, North Carolina State and, and North Carolina staying in the ACC, 17th-ranked North Carolina laying six-and-a-half at home against NC State. I love NC State. They've been my sexy pick. They've been disappointing. I'll take six-and-a-half uh, that probably is 
Can there be enough points? I like the under 56 in that game. Let's take a break. We'll give you our best bet. Lightning bets are next. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetInch. You can watch us live 24-7 on the BetQL Network right here on the Odyssey app. Lightning bets are next with the Mishra. BetQL Daily brought to you. 